Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Give a big hand clap to those that are joining us online right now, wherever you're at right now. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, put it out there. You don't know how God's going to use this message to bless somebody. It's the, I think it's a, a great way to evangelize. You just simply hit share. It gets moving all over the world by just hitting that little button. Don't forget about our daily Bible study that me and my brother do called Wake Up. And uh, every Monday through Friday, we're the number one daily Bible study on YouTube. We're moving up in podcasts. Um, Pray.com, we had over 30,000 views this week. Come on, somebody. That's, that's crazy. So you can go to Pray.com. You can watch us in so many different ways. But we start your day for a script with a scripture. We pray over your day, and we have a whole lot of fun doing it. So a pastor is going door to door, just trying to invite people to church. Comes up to a big house. It's got a bright red door on it. Goes up, and he rings the doorbell. He can hear somebody on the other side. So he decides to kind of knock and ring the doorbell again. Once again, nobody answers, but he can hear somebody on the other side. Rings the doorbell a couple times, knocks even a little louder. Same thing, no answer, but he knows, he, he knows somebody's on the other side of the door. So he takes out a piece of paper, he writes down Revelations 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, if you'll let me in. Right? And he slides that underneath the door, nothing happens. And so next Sunday he preaches. Afterwards, he's greeting people as they're exiting, and a stranger he's never seen before walks by and hands him a piece of paper, and off he goes. He looks at it. It's the same piece of paper he gave him on the front, Revelations 3.20, though I stand at the door. Flips it over, and it has Genesis 3.10 on it. He's like, what in the world is that? So he goes back to his office, opens up his Bible, and Genesis 3.10 says, I heard you, but I was naked and afraid. <laughs> Open up your Bibles today to Mark 8, 36. We start a brand new series today about storing joy up in our future. You know, Ruth came to a crossroads of life, a choice. She could take the easy way and go back home and go back to her life and, and go back to family in a sense and really go back to an ungodly system and been the easy way. Or... She could take care of her mother-in-law, though she didn't even have a husband and had passed away. She could be the one that becomes the breadwinner, go to, to Naomi's land where she knows no one, start on the bottom. She had to literally support the family as just at the same level as a beggar and be able to work hard to, to put food on the table. What she chose to do was to love. She chose to sow into her mother-in-law. And in this... She put joy into her future. She created a world that her future became very bright. Jacob was forced with a choice of waiting for God's timing, for the blessing to come to him. Or he could use deceit and he could con and he could trick people, right? And basically steal the blessing for himself. And he chose to steal the blessing from his brother, and take from his family, and cause division and pain and heartache. And out of that, his brother was going to kill him, so now he had to flee for over two decades. His future was full of pain, of, of people stealing from him and tricking him and deceiving him and conning him. For over two decades, he had put pain into his future. And so, for you and I, I have to ask you, what are you putting into your future? 
Are you storing up joy or are you storing up pain? Every decision that you make is doing one of the two. Either you're putting joy up ahead or you're putting pain up ahead. We just finished our series on being basically happy all the time. How to control your emotions or your emotions control you. To get in the, in the driver's seat. That if I allow my negative emotions to control my life, it'll always take me to depression. It'll always take me to anger, to bitterness, to unforgiveness, to frustration. This is, this is where negative emotions will take you. But if I can drive them, and we talked really about it the last two weeks, that I can learn to have joy in all circumstances. Paul gave us the recipe that whether my life is going great or my life is not going great, I can be joyful in both circumstances. But as I put that series together, God gave me this series also. Because other people know that I would rather have good circumstances where it's very easy to have joy than to have negative circumstances where it becomes very difficult and a lot of laboring work to have joy. Right? To create a world where I'm putting joy up ahead of me. Right? We've had those times in life where everything seems against us and everything is battling us. And we got like giant after giant. We, got, we hit wall after wall and people are, are, are talking and, and persecuting. It, and everything in our whole world seems like it's against us. And it's very difficult. We have to fight for joy. But then there's times in life where everything is just flowing. Everything is going great. Man, you just, everything, you're like nailing everything. And you get up and you're like, yeah, this is the day the Lord has made. This is a good day. I'm, I'm enjoying today everything about it. Today is great. And what I want us to learn to do as a congregation and everybody underneath the sound of my voice is to be people who are storing up joy in our future where the circumstances that we put in our future is making so easy to have joy, so simple to have joy in our lives. I got the idea for this. I was kind of going over the emotion series. And I got up, we're on vacation in July, and I got up in the morning, and here's my whole family, my 28-year-old, 26-year-old, 23, all, all of my family is together. Uh, look, and I have daughter-in-laws who we don't battle with, who absolutely love us, right? They, they want to be around us. They want... And my kids are all best friends, and they hang out together all throughout the week, and they do stuff. We don't have, like, strife, and we don't have, you hear about families, and they have battles, and people scream. We don't have any of those things. We just get along. And here we are on vacation. I come out, and my sons are, are playing together. I walk by, and I say, hey, Peyton, can you, he's my 21-year-old. I said, can you take out the trash when you, when you get done with this? And he's like, yeah, Dad. And then all the kids go, best dad in the world. And I'm like, yes, I am. Right? Now I got best kids in the world. And then I, right, my daughter over there, she is, and she's playing with some grandkids. And, and I say, hey, sweetie, when you get a second, can you kind of straighten up the kitchen for us real uh, please? And she goes, I'm on it, Dad, best dad in the world. And I'm like, yes, I am. And I'm like, you're the best daughter in the world. And here's my wife, and here she is, just hot. Just a I, and I say this all the time. I'm like, I'm 55 years old. Like, 55 years don't have this beautiful of a, of a wife. Like, I am so lucky and blessed. A woman that I'm still chasing after 32 years together, I'm madly in love with. And I'm going fishing, she gives me a little hug, and she's all, go get them. And she's all, boop, give me a little boop. And I, and I like the boop. I got a little boop. I did, 100% I got a boop. I love the boop. <laughs> and off I went outside, and I thought to myself, it would be very difficult for me to be unhappy. It took a lot of work. Like I'd have to get in the morning and purpose go, you know what, I am going to have a bad day. 
I'm going to be angry, I'm going to be frustrated. Like, I would really have to work hard not to have joy. That Holly and I, 30 years ago, right, in our 20s and in our 30s and in our 40s, were making choices and decisions to put our lives where it is today, where it is easy to have joy. And what has to be exciting, because some of you might be going, well, I, I don't have circumstances that are easy to be joy right now. But guess what? Starting today, you can start putting joy into your future right now. Come on, somebody out there. You can already, right today, you go, you know what? I'm going to start putting joy up ahead of me. I'm going to start making some different decisions. You know, actually 28 years uh, ago, with our kids, we were not on the path of joy. Right? Holly came home from college. I was in the closet with the door closed, sitting in the light, two kids screaming right in the other room. And she came in and she's like, hey. And I'm like, we're raising jerks. And I, probably, I said it more aggressive than that. I go, we are. They're just jerks, right? Absolutely. I'm like, I can't do, I won't, I'm not going to do this for the next 18 years. I, I can't do this. Right? And we decided that we were on a path that we didn't want to go that we were putting pain in our future. Well, we had a lot of pain right then. And so what did we do? We signed up for a parenting class of 15 weeks. And we went through that parenting class twice that year. That's 30 weeks. And then we went through twice the next year. And then on the third year, we became leaders and began to lead that class. And we led that class for a decade. And then we wrote our own parenting stuff and we've been teaching it for the last 20 years. We teach train up a parent every single, come on somebody, every single year. And what happened is we changed the course of our future, right? That we didn't raise little jerks, right? We didn't raise kids that, do, that make me not want to like you. Like there's parents out there, they don't like their children. Because, and what happens is you raise up kids, that adults who nobody likes, right? Because you tried gentle parenting. How many people know I can't find anything in the Bible that says to parent your kids gently? My Bible says, it doesn't say that gentleness is going to drive rebellion out of their hearts. It says that discipline in love is what's going to raise up kids that people enjoy. And so we had to do, right, to put joy in my future takes work here, but it makes lots of greatness here. You can do, right, so a little pain brings great joy. Or you can do a little joy and it brings great pain. You choose which one it is. When I follow the word of God and I follow God's principles, what happens is a little pain here, but a lot of joy there. But how many people know that the world has a way also? And it's a little bit of joy, but it's a whole lot of pain. And what will happen? 2024, I'll meet with parents. They're like, oh, my kids are like, you wouldn't believe it's just a mess, Pastor. And they're like, but you have, a, have you been to train up a parent in the last three, four, five years? No, we've been blah, blah, right? And I, I'm like, see, you're not learning and growing with our parenting program of how to build a family like we have, how to put joy into your future where your kids are enjoyable, where they listen, where they're successful, where they're filled with God's character that you can choose before you. Which one do you want to choose? You and I choose to either put joy or pain into our future. Our scripture in this series is going to be out of Mark 8. Throw that up there for me, please. For what will it profit a man if they gain the whole world but lose their own soul? For, go to the next one. Or don't, either way, I'm fine. <laughs> what will a man give in exchange for their soul? What the scripture is talking about is doing it the world's way, and losing your ability to be happy. That's what it is to lose your soul. 
that you said, you know what, I'm going to listen to the Kardashians' way of doing relationships. I'm going to listen to TMZ. I'm going to listen to The View, right? Four, five lonely women who are not having any success in their life. Go ahead and feed me and tell me how to, what to think and have this, right? This is, this is who's going to be the one that's instructing me. And you do it the world's way, and what happens is it seems easy up front because that's what the devil makes it look like. Woo, it's easy, but it brings a great amount of pain. Or you can go, you know what, I'm not listening to Hollywood. I'm going to do things the way that God says to do those things. And I'm going to take a little bit of work up front, and it's going to bring me great joy in my future. I can either store up joy, or I can store up pain. Your choice. Right? The Bible literally says that. It says, I have set, in Deuteronomy, I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Choose life. Because you've got a choice. Every day, we make so many decisions. Every decision <coughs> is either taking me to joy or it's taking me to pain. Every decision is taking me one way or the other. Hold on, I've got to get a little cough drop in me. <coughs> <laughs> what? That's how, I, that's how I eat edamame also. Amen. <laughs> Enjoy your pain. Make a decision. How are you, how you going to do life? Oh, somebody left a wrapper up here. That's weird. <laughs> God's way or the world's way? You can create a world where it becomes very easy to be happy or a world that it becomes very difficult to be happy. You choose that. You know, you look at life, and you're like, you know, it, sometimes we act like children where we think, well, God's trying to take away my fun. A lot of people know that the Bible isn't there to take away fun. The Bible is about creating a great life. That's God's plan for you. It's the same way sometimes we, we look at it the way that kids look at it as us as adults. Where they're like, oh my gosh, my parents are just trying to ruin my life. Yeah, that's what happens, kids. Teenagers out there. Me and, me, and Ma, right, me and my wife get up in the morning like, okay, how do we make their life difficult? And Holly's like, I know what it is. Let's try and get them to get good grades in school. I'm like, that's going to rock them. Oh, my God, that's so amazing. I'm like, you know, would it even be better? What if we made sure they, they only hung out good friends and not kids that are going to take them down the wrong path? I was like, oh, my God, that'll destroy them. It's going to be so hard. I'm like, no parties with drugs and alcohol. Oh, my God, we're just destroying their life, right? And we're going to give them chores. And Holly's like, oh, my God, that's going to teach them responsibility. Horrible things. <laughs> right? Everything that we do, it's not that we're trying to make your life harder. We're looking ahead and we're like, we want to have a bright future. And if you'll simply follow these things, that I know it's pain up front, but it's great joy up in the future. Come on, God's the same way. God goes, do it my way. Romans 8 says this, those that set their, right, they says that those that set themselves to the things of the flesh brings death. Those that set themselves to the things of the spirit brings life. Every day, throughout the day, you're either setting, right? You're either putting things that are taken away from your future or you're adding to your future, God's way and the world's way, right? You're setting things up into motion, putting joy or I'm putting pain. Some of you young ladies out there, right? And, and, like, I know what, what the Kardashians say and I know what 
uh, you know, blank in the city says in the TV shows, right? All these shows say and what Hollywood says about waiting, right, for marriage. And it's like, well, no, you've got to try it out and you've got to live together, right? But God says, no, there's a different way. Ladies, if you, if you do it God's way, God goes, right, I get it that it's a pain up front, but it adds pleasure, all right, on the back end of things, right? But we want to go, well, you know, come on, what is that? But then you look at the statistics. Watch this. Uh, people who live together, because, you know, the world goes, you've got to try it out, right? It's like buying a car, got to try to test drive it a little bit, right? Those that live together, it is uh, astronomically, it's five times more likely to have a divorce, Five times more likely, those that live together then get married. It is less than 30% success rate for those that live together and get married. If you were parachuting out of an airplane, and they said three out of ten, uh, seven out of ten times the parachute doesn't open, how many people jump? <laughs> but it does say this, that women who wait with the man that they marry to have sex, right? those that do it, it's over 90% success rate in marriage. Come on, somebody out there. God goes, I get it. There's pain. Right? His work. But God goes, the system that I have developed is you need a man that is willing to wait for you. He'll go to the ends of the earth. And this is one of the biggest things of showing love. That, you know what? I will wait. And you know, you're like, well, you know, we're already doing it. You go, as of today, we're not. Until you put a ring on it, we done. Come on, shop is closed today. As of today, I'm going to do it God's way. And if I'm not worth waiting, I get that. Because God will bring me a Boaz into my future. I'm done sticking with a cheap ass and a lazy ass and a dumb ass. Come on, everybody out there. All the If you go to the bar, right, you tell me. I'm going to ask you this, right? Is going to the bars to meet your man or your woman, right, somebody who doesn't believe in God, are you putting joy or pain in your future? I did that. I did that before Holly. It brought a lot of pain. And then one day I said, no. I'm doing it God's way. I will only date women who are excited about God and are in God's house every single week. Come on. I said God's way. And 32 years later, I have great joy in my life. Because I said I'm not doing things the world's way. Tell me this. Is unforgiveness, is it putting joy or pain into your future? Well, pastor, you don't know what they did. You don't know the things. I, so just let it go. How am I, I, I don't know, right? But my question to you is, what are you putting in your future? Right? You're, you're putting pain in your future to hold on to something. And though I have a right to, you may have a right to, it's not putting the right things into your future. What did Jesus do? Jesus said this. He goes, on the cross, after he had worse things done to him than any of us have ever had done to us, Jesus said, forgive them. They know not what they do. Why is that? Because Jesus goes, I cannot take pain into my future. Everything that Jesus did, come on, everything Jesus did was about putting joy in his future. The Bible says that Jesus went to the cross for the joy set before him. He goes, yeah, I know there's pain here up front. He goes, but the joy that is up ahead is worth the pain that I have to go through. And some of us got to be willing to go through the pain to get to the joy. There's joy, right, in your life. Doing things out there. Young adults, teenagers out there. Right? Choosing not to do your chores or walk around with your bad attitude throughout the house, right? Dude, I hate my parents, dude. They're on my case all the time. As I walk around with my $200 Nikes and my $1,000 phone, my life's so hard. Hate it. Hate my home, right? Are you, is your attitude putting joy or pain into your future? 
What if you walked down all the smile? What if you became, yeah, yeah, I'm on it. Mom and dad, yeah, I got it, right? What, do you, what if you begin to do your chores without being yelled at? That's crazy. I know, it's a crazy idea. I, I'm like, you're like, whoa, what kind of church is this, man? I don't know. Where, huh? No, what if, what if you did special things for your parents this week that they didn't even ask you to do? Like they came home, your room was clean. And after mom, you, you know, revived her from passing out, she's like, oh my God, what happened? Did Jesus come back? What's going on in this house? I ask you though, are you making it right? Are you putting joy or are you putting pain into your future? Ask yourself on every decision that you are making. Sometimes, especially young adults, they begin to do things that are going to give them habits that we know all adults are trying to break. Are you making the future easier or harder? Getting good grades in school, is that making life easier in the future or making it harder? Is being lazy for us adults in our job, and I know you think you're getting away with something, you're on your phone and playing around, and you're like, nobody knows. No, everybody knows you, right? Everybody knows who's lazy in the company. Don't think you're fooling anybody. Or do you do all things under the Lord and go, you know what, as for me, and my, this is what my house does, we give our best in whatever we do. So when I give my best, I'm putting joy into my future. Come on. I was, uh, so this last week on Wednesday, I, I, I signed up for something for my company, and uh, I, I didn't need it anymore. So I, I had to call this place up. And it's one of those super neat companies where they hide their phone number. You guys ever deal with this? Like you, can, you can't find it on the World Wide Web. It was like I was in some national treasure movie trying to find the clues. Right? I had to hold a dollar bill up to the sunlight on the third Tuesday at 3.13 in the afternoon. Gives me a code. I had to you know, decipher from a little book, little woman that I found in the... Right? It's crazy. Finally find the phone number. And then what's neat about it is when you call it, right? they, they had, I, I believe, like a group of demons that put together the phone tree. You ever have this? Where the whole goal was that you never reach a human being? If you'd like to not talk to a human, press 1. If you'd like to text our computer, press 2. If you'd like to never talk to anyone ever, press 3. If you'd like to be stuck in the circle of hell, press 4. Like every option is not the option. And I'm going through it, and every time I get to the end of the options, and then it just hangs up on me. <laughs> I just go, yeah. I'll get you, I'll find you, because I had to find somebody. Because you can't cancel online. And so I learned, and I learned it. I said 35 minutes, I learned that. It would answer, and I'm all... Boop, one pound, three pound, nine pound. Like I was on it. I'm like, boop, 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 boop. And then finally it started ringing. And Kent answered. And me and Kent were both surprised that I got through. Cause like it was like, cause like, hello? I'm like, hey. It's like, I don't know, how, how'd you do this? Like, no one's ever got here. I'm like, hey, Kent. He's like, hey, this is Kent. I'm like, hey, Kent, this is what's going on. I, you know, I'd like to cancel uh, this, 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 con this contract that I have. Kent looks it up, and he goes, well, you've got a three-year contract. You can't, you can't cancel it. You're like six months in. I go, I know. I know, but, and I remember the name because it was my brother's name. So I go, no, I talked to Jason, the salesman. And J Jason told me, because I wanted to sign up for one year, but he says, just sign up for three. It's cheaper, and you can cancel any time. And then Kent goes, well, that's not true. I go, well... Whether it's true or not, doesn't change, like, that's what Jason said. He goes, well, Jason doesn't work here anymore. And that's probably why. And I said, well, good. Good for us. Now, know this, that I have a choice, right? And I've been really working on it over the last years of, you know, being angry, right, at this person isn't going to change anything. And letting them have a piece of my mind and yelling at them. Some of you know, some of you are the phone people on the other end, and it's not pleasant. There's nothing you can do about it. So I, I want to be the guy who puts joy into it. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, Kent, it's a bummer. 
I said, what, Jason? Okay. I said, well, I mean, what do we do? I mean, what's my options? And Kent goes, well, I mean, you could buy yourself out of the contract. I go, ooh, sounds good. Yeah. How do I do that? He goes, well, you just have to pay for all the months left on your contract. I go, whoa, what a special. What a great deal you're giving me, Kent. Thank you so much. You're too good to me. And he's all, I hear him, he goes, and that'll be $6,037. And I went, well, Kim, I mean, $6,000 might not be much to you. Well, that's a lot to me. I, I, I just, I'll just do it monthly. And he, I'm like, there's nothing we can do. And Kent goes, no, there's like nothing, no, nothing. I go, well, Kent, I said, you have an epic, amazing week, and uh, you'd be blessed. And there was a pause. And Kent goes, you're like the nicest customer I've ever had. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I never get this. I go, what? He goes, yeah, when they get through to me, which we both know that never happens rarely. He goes, people just scream at me the whole time. They just yell at me the whole time. He goes, I never get a happy customer. And I go, well, I'm, I am a pastor, so I, I try to make things better. And he goes, you own a tactical company? I go, yeah. He goes, that's weird. What do you sell? I go, I sell knives. He goes, a pastor that sells knives? I go, I know. Seems backwards. But he loves knives, and so he, he just goes on. He's like talking about all the different knives and all the companies, and I know all the companies and everything. He's just so excited, right? And he's going on and on and on, but I don't want to talk to him anymore. And so, <laughs> I'm like, this is great. My contract's going to be up if you don't show up here. So, and so, no, I'm just teasing. <laughs> so finally, and I don't know if I was doing it out of the love of my heart or just to get off the phone, I go, you know what, Kent, if you go to my website, I gave my website, I said, I'll give you a free $200 knife. I said, just, I just want to give you a knife. And it got real quiet, because I think he was crying. <laughs> like, I think he was, like, broken. Like, no one's ever done an act of kindness to him, like, out of nowhere. And he goes, that's, like, the nicest thing ever. He goes, are you serious? I go, yeah, yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you a knife. Just, yeah. And so, all of a sudden, I hear the keyboard going. He goes, hold on a second. Let me figure it out. And I hear him talking to himself. He's like, okay, we could, no. Okay, we could try this. Hold on, let me see. No, that's not going to work, no. Oh, what about this? And so I hear him. And then all of a sudden, he goes, ah, ha, I got it. he goes, okay. I got it. All I need you to do is, and when he said that, I knew that he was going to ask me to lie. I knew that. But I told him I'm a pastor. And I'm like, oh, right? <laughs> what? I'm not saying I would have lied if I didn't tell him I'm a pastor. But I'm not saying I would have told the truth either. I'm just saying I was annoyed that I told him I was a pastor. We're going to put this on wake-up survey. Would have Scott had lied? So I went, mm, can't, you know, I'm a pastor. I, I, I can't lie now. <laughs> and there was a pause, and then Kent goes, well, can I lie for you? And I went, absolutely, 100%. Don't bother me none at all, please. Send it up, my friend, send it up. You're like, what would Scott exchange his soul for? $6,037. That's the price on my soul. Oh, who okay. cares? Yeah, I know. Poor kid. Kid probably sins all day long. I added one little sin to it. It's not a big deal here, right? You'll be forgiven. We'll get it right. And so there he goes, boop, 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 boop. he goes, all right. And, and then, boom, he goes, done. He says, you're out. And I went, God, I go, I'm out of the contract? He goes, yeah, all out. And I said, you know, of course, thank you so much. My point is this, that I could have been like we get with, with servers who don't give us what we want, right? You do that, right? What, what happens when you're angry to a bad server, right? Do you put, what do you put in your food is the first thing that I'm asking you that, right? 
Tell me some of you in the kitchen know what I'm talking about. Right? Do you put joy or do you put pain? Or are you somebody who gives people love and grace and kindness even when they give you rudeness and bad service? Because I want to be a person that puts joy. I decided to love Kent, who wasn't my favorite person, right, the whole process. But I decided to love Kent through the whole process of it. And in that, I put joy into my future. What are you putting on? Every decision that you make out through the day, you come home and maybe your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, right? They're in a mood and they rah, and they lash out, right? Now you can lash right back, right? But the question is, what are you putting into your night? Are you putting joy or are you putting pain? Or you could be somebody who goes, get it, love you. Hey, how can I help you? You know, you know honey, go take a bath or husband, why don't you go sit down and watch a little show? I'm going to take care of some stuff. Do you, right? Are you, what are you putting into your future of your relationship? People around us, loved ones, make a mistake. They do accidents, right? Do you give people grace in the midst of their accidents, right? So grace always puts joy up ahead of me when judgment and anger puts pain in. Because every one of us, we make mistakes in relationships. There are times that, that they're talking about something and we're not listening. Our, our mind, I'm just talking to the men there. Our mind drips off because we're simple men, right? So you in the relationship can right, get so mad and angry and tell the spouse everything that's wrong with them since the beginning of time. Or you can just give them some grace and go, hey, I'm here, right here, look here. Right? And, you're like, and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry, right? And you're like, okay. Listen, what I'm talking, this is important. And you can be, make it light and make it all right. It's not a big deal. You don't have to ruin the whole night over it. That everything in life, you have blessings and cursings. Do things God's way, you get God's result. Our last scripture is we're closing up here. Throw that up there, Proverbs 10, 28. The person who obeys God has a bright future. See, when we apply God's principles to every area, not some of the areas, I put a bright future up ahead. My question to you is, well, here's a question, is going to church every week, does it put joy in your future or pain in your future? I'm just asking you, right? If it is staying home from church with your family, does it put joy or pain? Because every statistic I know says that families that go to church every single week are happier. Kids are happier. Kids actually get better grades. Kids are five times less likely to get on drugs and alcohol, seven times less likely to commit suicide. Every statistic shows that families say, it's a little bit of pain, I get that. That's what my house did every Sunday. We went to church every Sunday, right? And so, right, and what happened is, is my parents created, me and Holly have created, my kids are creating, we're putting joy in our future. Doesn't say watch church online. Some of you, you can't help it, but for most people that are watching, come to church, go to church, wherever your church is. Don't have to be this church. Whatever church it is all over the world, make sure once a week you say, God, you are so important to this home and family that I will come worship with you in your house and I will put joy in my family's future. You enjoy today and you're watching online. There's many ways that you can give. And you know, my question, I guess, to everybody is, is giving to God, does it put joy in your future or pain? It's a good question to ask yourself on every decision that you're making. You can come to church for free forever. No big deal. One of the only places you can go. But I believe that a giving life is a blessed life. Right? As I give, God finds ways to supernaturally bless my life. I believe in that. And that's for all of you on your way out. You can text to give, online to give. You can give on your way out. And I encourage you, whatever God puts in your heart, to be a giver. Bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the biggest choice you'll make. 
to put joy or pain in my future. This is eternity. And getting saved is never about living life perfectly because that's impossible. None of us will do it. We're all going to make a bunch of mistakes this week. It's just life. Now, the more I line up with God's Word, the more heaven becomes available on earth. I begin to experience a better life. I get that. Living a good life produces a good life. But it doesn't affect your eternity. The Bible bears that out very clearly. It says, whosoever believes goes to heaven. It says no one can earn their way into heaven so they can brag. So you can't somehow be good enough. He says, only those that believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. So we're going to say a prayer out loud. Say it, believe it, you have it. Right? That's it. And you're done. You're saved. Everybody say this out loud with me, please. Dear Father, I ask you right now, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace to you. Living Word Virtual Church Community. Each week, we come together during the live stream, chatting with each other through live comment sections. Then, during the week, our virtual church community reconnects in online share groups to discuss the weekend service and study the Word. To sign up, visit the Living Word Virtual Church Community page on our website. We'll see you there.